Hi, I'm Vanessa and you are listening to Diary of a Public Artist. A few years ago, I started this new adventure. I left a full-time teaching role to become a social entrepreneur and public artist. Join me in this podcast as I navigate this exciting, colourful and multi-hyphenated journey of life as a public artist, stroke teacher, stroke teaching artist, stroke social entrepreneur, (laughs) stroke podcast podcast host. It's a wild ride. Join me. Hello and welcome to Diary of a Public Artist. It's Vanessa. For those who don't know or don't know anything about me, I am a public artist, educator and entrepreneur. So yes, my sister and I have a small business called 731 where we run creative workshops and interventions for homeless and offenders and ex-offenders across the Northwest and Yorkshire. And when I'm not doing that, well, (laughs) I am actually a public artist. So today I decided to conmari my, <laughs> well, in my house it's called The Void. And I call it The Void because when I bought my house, I bought it off plan. And this little room, which most people, I guess, would call a closet or like a storage area, it just said The Void or Void. So now I call it The Void. So I have this uh, walk-in closet type space uh, off one of the bedrooms in my house and I decided to conmari that space now I've needed to do it for quite a long time but when you work for yourself when you are freelance when you are running a small business those things and I guess generally in life those things just get put aside and aside and aside but it's now come to the time where I need more space and um not more space to, or how can I put this? You kind of, or I really value space over things at this stage in my life. It could be with all of the transformation and change going from one career to the next, but I value space over things. So I am conmarrying that space today. Now, like I said, finding time to do that has been quite a challenge, but I find myself now after several many months, which I'm very thankful of, of very, very busy, intense work, public art, workshops, business, all sorts of things going on. I find myself with a week that I could have to myself. Now, that is also quite scary because when you work for yourself, you there's always something to do. And on my task list, there is a whole lot of things to do this week, but they are technically not urgent and technically they're things I can do in the evening. Um, and I can use my daytime energy to tackle this void. <laughs> My plan for this void is basically to, I mean, after years of delivering um, workshops and interactions and different programs for my business and as a freelancer, you accumulate. And I mean, (laughs) this should be like a career change warning, but you accumulate a whole 
how might you say, um, art store of materials. Seriously, I find myself looking longingly at people's shelving systems. I'm like, wow, that's such a good storage solution you've got there. I mean, it's a situation. So I have accumulated so many brushes and paints and pastels. And I mean, that's incredible because even before taking this direction in my career, I loved art, art material shopping and stationary shopping. Like, oh my goodness, even from way back school time, Going back to school after summer holidays, stationary shopping was the thing I would look forward to, apart from buying the school bag. But anyway, I digress. So <laughs> I have accumulated and one does accumulate quite a lot of art materials and they have taken over one space in my house. So now when I conmari this void or cupboard, as some regular people would call it, and when I conmari this cupboard, I need to, um, well, I want to put all of the art materials and turn it into an organized, beautifully organized art store. But even as I am going through this um, mountain, it really is a mountain, several mountains, mountainscape, you know, I'm coming across things from years and years ago. I'm like, okay, so many beads, so many buttons, so many bags. So yes, I am on that mission. But really it's about getting that work-life balance as a freelancer and as a business owner, it's you have to make some really tough decisions. And really what I found quite scary about putting my out of office on today is it's like, oh my goodness, can I do this? Should I do this? Can I take a few days off? Oh my goodness, there's so much to do. And it can be such a panic. But realistically, if I was still employed by someone working for specifically like day to day for an organization, I would have holidays and that's okay. You know, so that's how I am approaching it. So I'm taking this bold step and, um, taking three days off kind of to tackle this mountainscape of stuff so that I can gain some order in this cupboard and not in my life that's far too dramatic I have that <laughs> in this cupboard um and yeah I'm really lean into my new value of space over things So one thing when you go from employed to self-employed is it should create a better quality of life. And I think that's what I'm striving towards now. And it's not like you give up your job or you transition out of your employed job to self-employed and all of a sudden, zazzing, you know, you're on a beach in Thailand, um, relaxing and being a digital nomad. Like it doesn't, for some people, it happens like that, but not for everyone and not for me. So this has been a process like of balancing that, of improving my quality of life, of actually seeing and spending time in my home and appreciating my home as as you know a home as an achievement rather than a place to sleep and a place to get changed so that's been one of the biggest changes and then just actually having time to uh, spend time on myself in terms of cooking a nice meal, relaxing, not always being on a deadline. Now, don't get me wrong, when you're working for yourself, there, 
there are other challenges in terms of other things that keep you busy and sometimes it can be relentless and the hours are infinitely longer at times than it is when you're employed by someone um because you you've got to look after the pipeline as well as do the work so you've got to bring it in you've got to do it you've got to summarize it and you've got to bring in the next so there is that relentless cycle but relentless sounds like it's bad it's bad because it can be physically demanding but it's a choice so it's a different kind of um it's more positive but it isn't easy and then what it does allow or what it does afford is that right now you know it's it's daytime it's i mean i was up from about 6 37 um you know i started this mountainous activity took a break to uh, put my out of office on and answer some urgent emails that came through. Then I sat and had a a crawl, a croissant roll (laughs) and a jar. And it was a jar because I like to drink out of these big glass jars, a jar of um, fresh lemon water and a coffee. And then, you know, I made my way back to this mountainscape to tackle it and conquer it. Now, this is all before... 11 a.m. So I don't think it's 11 o'clock yet. Maybe it's 10.30. And I wouldn't have that opportunity um, in my previous position. I wouldn't be able to even carve out that time for myself. Now, of course, many people think, but you were in education. You get all those holidays. Those holidays actually can be a myth, seriously. Um, You have to book them as anyone else would book them, depending on what kind of teaching position you're in. Sometimes you might not get paid for your holidays if you are a term time only contract. And um, thankfully, I wasn't on that. Um, And also summers are spent planning and attending meetings or going in to deal with UCAS clearing, you know, for students who are looking for last minute options for for their degree courses. So, you know, summer isn't this endless, uninterrupted six weeks as or eight weeks or 10 weeks, as some people might imagine. So <laughs> and one funny thing about summer is because you're working at such a relentless pace, by the first two weeks that you're off, you kind of you just getting your body's just like um, relaxing. <laughs> It's coming out of the shock of the intensity. And um, it's like, so you're stopping now, you're stopping now. And funnily enough, that is when a lot of people actually caught colds, um, got just viruses, just like, you know, the common cold, because it was like they stopped and everything was like, the whole body was exhausted. Happened to me a few times too. The whole body's exhausted and everything's just like, yeah, (laughs) and just lands on you. So, I mean, like I said, I loved that role. I absolutely loved my uh, role uh, in the college and in the university college. I loved it. So this is definitely not a complaint. This is more of an analysis as to what can happen when you don't pay attention to yourself as well as your work. And I think that can happen in any role. I think that can happen when you're self-employed. I think it can happen when you're employed. But for me, as I stand facing this mountain, which I will conquer, oh, I will. (laughs) As I stand facing this mountain, like I said, I'm one who has to analyze and understand why. And that's why. 
if you don't give yourself don't invest in yourself as much as you do in your job in your career in whatever it is that can take all of your time you could end up facing a mountain that you have to conquer and um and it can be to your detriment so i think for me what have i discovered in my diary in my journey as a as a freelance public artist (laughs) in my journey what have i discovered in my journey this week as a freelance public artist and business owner is to make sure going forward that i always make time for myself to just make time for myself and the things that are important to me and important to me for my emotional is it emotional well-being you know so your, your surroundings are calm and ordered if that's what you need that's what I need so I need to make time for that I need to place as much importance on the things that make me tick or the things that are good for me as well as just the cycle of working and living or cycle of working if you can put that better please do because <laughs> I'm sure it can be put way more poetic than that but the key thing is just dedicate time to yourself as well as to work take a minute to look up and look around and see what it is that you're missing in that I mean that's loaded that isn't it that's a loaded statement but what I mean is are you missing out on things like I said when I first stopped and switched my career or transitioned my career don't just switch you have to transition out of one career to the next I just enjoyed actually seeing my house and realized that it was a house and then subsequently began making it my home. So I purchased my house many years ago and I had it in that in that category as a house, a place where I lived, rested, ate, changed, went out to work, came back from work too. But it's only now since changing out of my uh, that career, my employed career to a self-employed career and a business owner that I'm actually making my house into a home. So that's where I find myself kind of refashioning, redesigning, reimagining my life. I need to place as much importance on the things that make me tick or the things that are good for me as well as just the cycle of working and I think that's what I've discovered this week so yeah if you want to find out more you can find my website at vanessascott.co.uk and it's Vanessa, V-E-N-E-S-S-A, Scott, S-C-O-T-T, .co.uk or on Twitter and Instagram at vanessascott underscore UK. Until I speak to you again, have an amazing, amazing week and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.